It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. Don't you do it, Kevin. Don't slurp that coffee. <laughs> My name is Mike Bernard. With us, with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Hey, if you make too much money to fund a Roth IRA directly, are you a candidate for the backdoor Roth contribution? Or, even better, the mega backdoor Roth strategy? We're going to unpack how those strategies work, who it's for, answer that question, and more on today's episode. Who names these things? I don't know, but I love it. I think Hollywood came up with the mega backdoor yeah. Roth. That's definitely, I don't know. So, all right, we're it's actually kicking off uh, with a question from a fan of the show. We're going to hit questions uh, later on in the program as well. If you have a question or have any needs, we are here to help. Call or text us 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there as well. Then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. All right, got a, a – gosh, it's been a couple months ago now. Sorry, Brian. Got an email from fan of the show, Brian. And uh, suggesting a, this as a as a topic for an upcoming show. Here's what he said: Hey, first and foremost, want to thank you for the daily and weekly videos. They've helped my family tremendously in our financial journey. Just blessed to have stumbled upon the Wise Money Show several years ago. I'd like to suggest that you consider doing a one-hour talk show about the after-tax contributions to 401k plans, along with an explanation of the benefits uh, of plans that allow this and an in-service distribution of those after-tax dollars directly to a Roth IRA. This maneuver seems advantageous for those of us that are not self-employed and an excellent way to create a windfall inheritance tax-free for others. So thank you, Brian. A fantastic suggestion. What? <laughs> he didn't have to twist your arm very hard, did he, to talk about well, the Roth contribution? The mega. Yeah, right, because that <laughs> is my middle name. But for, on top of this, though, <laughs> on top of this. So we added that to the cube. Kevin was uh, had a meeting with some, with some newer folks recently as well and was explaining, just teaching funding IRAs and funding tax shelters. And these folks were just convinced they made too much money to even contribute to an IRA. So therefore, the backdoor Roth wasn't even possible. Yeah, and, and well, actually, uh, they were convinced that because they funded 401ks, they could not fund IRAs. But here's like the thing. Can't, can't but they, use but, both, but huh? they also, But they also had an awareness that said, hey, and oh, by the way, even if we could, we make too much money to do mm -hmm. a Roth I feel IRA. like... That is that's a completely logical conclusion that you would come to, with a with an understanding of the rules as they're written. Yeah, if you're right? if because you are it, it an states. intelligent, logical person, you would say that that I can totally see how you would conclude that 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 makes way more sense than <laughs> yes. actually what you're allowed to do. You're absolutely right. Okay, so so here we go. We, Let's, we're going to get into both of these strategies and why they even exist. But I, yeah, let's start there. Okay, you want to put money into a Roth? You want to contribute to a Roth IRA? Well, just contribute to a Roth IRA. What, what's, so, what's so hard in that? Why, why can't you just contribute to a Roth IRA? Well, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA if your income exceeds certain thresholds. So because we're in 2023, that, that phase out, if you will, is... 218 to 228,000. So if you're north of that, 
you can't contribute directly. And if you're really impressed that Kevin just pulled that out of thin air, don't be. We, we look that up every time. It, we, we have these numbers, these phase-outs, these thresholds at our fingertips at all time because they change every single year. So, you know, if your income was low enough in the past that you could contribute to a Roth IRA and your income has been rising and all of a sudden it's too high and you, you feel like you're, you're boxed out, well, the good news is uh, the, the financial planning world has been absorbing and, and understanding these rules long enough to find, well, is there another way? Yeah. Is, is there a, a backdoor, a loophole, if you will, that uh, says those whose income did go too high, is there still a way for you to take advantage of, of the Roth? And it is with this backdoor Roth contribution. So that income limit, 218000 that's um, for married. married filing jointly. Single, it's one hundred and thirty-eight thousand, and is completely phased out once your income's above one fifty-three. Here's another thing: we get this question from time to time. Hey, should uh, we're married? Is it, would it be better for us to file our taxes separately? And uh, oftentimes, that is a big fat hairy no. And one of the e- even if it's a even if it's a push. Hmm. Funding a Roth IRA married filing separately, that income limit goes down to ten grand. <laughs> 10 grand. If your income's above 10 grand, you can't contribute to a Roth if you're married but file separately. So just be aware of that. But here's the other thing with this. This isn't wage income. You can't look at this and say, oh no, yeah, I'm, I make less than 218, so we're good. No, this is adjusted gross income. So that's, yes, your wage income and then any capital gains and then any interest because you're actually getting interest on your savings account, whatever spouse is making, that sort of thing. You got to look at all income sources. And if that's above 218, then you're phased out over 228. You can't do it. That's right. And so it it limits your ability to make a contribution to the Roth IRA. Keep that word in mind. I'm using it very precisely. Because with a backdoor Roth, that strategy, uh, you're essentially contributing to a different account, a traditional IRA, where there is no limit on how much income you're allowed to have in order to make the contribution. So you can contribute $6,500, or if you're over age 50, then it goes to $7,500. You're allowed to contribute. doesn't matter if you are uh, you know, make a million bucks a year. There, there's no income cap on that. Here's the catch, though. You're contributing to a traditional IRA, but you don't get a deduction for it. You don't get a write-off for it. And this is why, I'm going I'm to cut you off. This is why mm-hmm. I think that first interpretation, Kevin, mm-hmm. is totally understandable yeah. because there's limits in here. It's called an IRA deduction phase out. But if you just think IRA deduction, okay, IRA phase out. Mm-hmm. If your income married finally jointly is above 116,000, then as you would read or understand the rules or a, a crude understanding of the rules, if your income's above that and you're contributing to a 401k at work, then you can't. Then you're phased out. You're right. phased so you're out looking, of the IRA. Saying, I'm phased out. Therefore, I can't. You are phased out from deducting, I, we've but had, you are not phased out from contributing. I've had this argument with with financial advisors who interpret the rules that way. Well, hmm. I, you, you can't make you can't make an IRA contribution. Yes, you can. You just can't deduct it. The other thing that I would add, I on think they're Josh, actually called investment sellers, Mike. Yeah, Those are not financial correct. advisors. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but you do have to have earned income. There's no income limit, That's Josh, right. so you were precise in your language, but I, I guess I'd want to draw that out, that you do have to have earned income. 
and right. enough earned income because that contribution limit of 6500 7500 if you're 50 or older it's, it's up to 100% of your wage income. Right. And so these same delightful folks that I was explaining this to were saying, okay, well, if one of us is retired then and the other one's still working part-time or full-time, then the, the retired spouse has got to do something to earn some money to be able to contribute. I mean, again, this is where the rules. I mean, if if you want to, to me, the some of the most fun I've had raising my children is explaining these rules to them, because in just watching, watching their the, head spin, <laughs> watch their reaction because they get mad. Yeah, and as as they rightfully should. Like when you're first, like we've we've been kind of institutionalized, so we're used to this stuff. But when you try to explain something that doesn't make sense. To a, a a reasonably intelligent little creature, they get mad at you. Yeah. All right. So we have to finish unpacking this, yep. right? Because again, if you have earned income wages um, during the year of at least sixty five hundred or seventy five hundred, if if you're over age fifty, then you can contribute to a traditional IRA. Doesn't mean you can take a tax deduction for it, but you can make the contribution. So you're using money that's already been taxed. You're dumping it into the IRA, and then you're immediately converting it to the Roth. That's the other way that you can get money into a Roth IRA. We talked about contributions and conversions. This is taking advantage of the conversion option, and it's basically a two-step way to get money into the Roth IRA instead of putting it in directly, as maybe you've been able to in the past. Yeah, so that is it. the IRS rules, it does need to be two steps. It can't mm-hmm. just be one simultaneous, simultaneous. There isn't anything in the Internal Revenue Code that says, here's how you do the backdoor Roth IRA. No, it's, it's got to be a two-step process. There is a big gotcha here as well. So there's a time when, eh, gosh, it might sound kind of cool to do that strategy, but you want to be very careful before you would do it. We're going to explain that and the mega backdoor, that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Backdoor Roth IRA strategy, is it right for you? There's there's one major drawback. There's one major drawback that you need to be aware of. We're sharing that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. Okay, so... Hitting a question from, or suggestion, from fan of the show, Brian, about, hey, can you explain the after-tax contributions to 401k plans? Yes, but before we do that, we also need to explain after-tax contributions to IRAs as well. So hitting backdoor Roth IRA and then mega backdoor Roth coming up. There's a So we've laid out the circumstances. You have, your income is above the Roth IRA contribution limits. And... You want to somehow get money into a Roth IRA. You can, if you've got enough earned income, it doesn't, there's no income limit on it, but you got to have, have enough, then you can contribute to an IRA, not deduct it, and then convert those dollars to the Roth. Perfect. Except there's an enormous drawback. And that is if you then, that after tax contribution, into that IRA now means your IRA has commingled dollars. I don't know if there's a better way of saying that, but where you've already got some pre-tax dollars and some now after-tax dollars. 
there's an IRS rule on how you treat those when you then do a Roth conversion, and you're not going to like it. Yeah, and that, that's a bunch of jargon there, too. So let's, let's make sure that that's crystal clear. Um, usually, when you think of a traditional IRA, you think of money that has never been taxed before. You contributed it, and you got a tax write-off, so so you never paid tax when you earned it. It's growing tax-deferred, so as it's accumulating, it's it hasn't been taxed, and there's a potentially a large IOU to the government attached to those traditional IRA dollars. Well, what we were talking about at the end of the last segment was making an after-tax contribution to that traditional IRA. So in other words, now throwing some money into the same pot that has already been taxed. And the, the thought was, well, this is, part, this is step one of doing a backdoor Roth contribution. You pay the tax on the, the money, it goes into a traditional IRA, and then you convert it to a Roth, no tax on that leg of the journey, unless... You're throwing the money into an IRA, and you already have some of that never-been-taxed-before money. And when you do the second leg of the journey now in this backdoor Roth uh, strategy, you are not just moving the, the money that's already been taxed. You're, lo- you're moving a blend of the dollars. I, I, I heard an analogy once that it's like when you pour creamer into your coffee and then take a sip— you're getting some coffee and some creamer each time you take a drink, right? There's not a way to pull the creamer back out only. And so when you throw money that's already been taxed into an IRA with money that's never been taxed, you're pulling, you're now going to be uh, sipping out a little bit of each when you do this backdoor Roth contribution. Okay, Mr. Analogy, what if I just open up another cup and I put the cream into a different cup and I have my coffee in one IRA cup and I create another IRA cup where I just put my creamer. Yeah, yeah you can do that, um, but the IRS requires you, this is, this is the level of government control in our lives. The government <laughs> requires you to take a sip from both cups. That's right. So, because it, it, you might say, well, well, wait a minute, I just took a sip out of the cream cup, right? <laughs> and, nope. No, you didn't. You thought you did. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, so your IRAs, if you have multiple, they're aggregated. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, the IRA aggregation rules uh, means that, yes, if you have an IRA at Vanguard or Fidelity, you can't open one at American Funds. That's where you put your after-tax money and just convert that. Nope. Even if you've got IRA money somewhere else, you've got to look at all IRAs, how much pre-tax, how much after-tax, and then when you go to convert, it's proportionate. That's so that is, that's the big gotcha. Mm-hmm. And now, does that mean strategy doesn't work, you shouldn't consider it if you've already got an IRA? No, no. But it's going to require a little bit more planning and maybe a little bit more creativity. Mm-hmm. One option could be, well, I've got, uh, you know, I've got this small IRA, 12 grand. Okay, well, should you just convert all of that? And, and now and you pay some tax and pay in some doing tax. so. And now you no longer have pre-tax money in your IRA, right? Yeah, it's not the end of the world. And if you had this small IRA, which was 12 grand, um, and you put... 7500 in when you when you take if you were just going to convert 7500 over it's you know 
you over time you would be diluting this, yeah, this coffee cream mixture that Josh is talking about. That's right. And the other thing to keep in mind is that the IRS is going to look at each spouse separately when considering whether or not the backdoor Roth contribution or strategy can can work. So if you have some IRA money that um, that's never been taxed before, and so you really don't want to commingle or blend in some already been taxed money there, maybe your spouse who doesn't have a traditional IRA can do this whole strategy very cleanly and not have to worry about the whole blended before tax, after tax combination. Yeah. There's another, there's more strategies to, to find a way around. Uh, well, I've already got pre-tax dollars. They don't apply to everyone. Work with your certified financial planner. See if any of them make sense to you. Now, one of the things that sort of that you could consider if you've got pre-tax IRA dollars and you think, ah, no, this isn't right for me, or even if you even if you do, or, or even if you don't, excuse me, and you're funding the backdoor Roth, you could also potentially do something called the mega backdoor Roth. And we were doing this, well, actually, I remember we were doing the backdoor Roth strategy and then someone came in and said, hey, have you heard about this backdoor Roth? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then they explained the strategy. It's like, oh, yeah, we've been doing it. I had no idea that's what it was Someone called. Someone named it. And then when the same thing happened with this mega backdoor Roth, and I punched the person in the face. <laughs> no, I, no, I just thought, who came up with the mega backdoor Roth? But I, I guess it works. I guess it works. So here are the circumstances. Or guys, let's, let's explain the circumstances, or, or how does the mega backdoor Roth Work. Well, that is in the context of a 401k plan. So for most of us mere mortals, we can put if you're if you're 40, zero to 49 um, and you're eligible to contribute to a 401k, you can put 22,500 into it. So you put your 22,500 into it. So you're, you're maxing out the plan. But wait, there's more. You can also... Um, do this mega backdoor you can do after tax contributions above and beyond that if your plan allows for that and just i just want to spoiler alert there are very 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 few plans that actually allow for this now we've worked with clients that did have a plan that that allowed for it because you can because the the contribution limits think of yourself as a, an individual if it's 22.5 as an individual, four um, in total as an individual, the number is 66,000. Actually, yeah, a lot of people don't don't even realize that that yeah. the maximum contribution that can go into a 401k is actually 66,000. When we talk about 22,500 as being your cap, that's the contributions coming out of your paycheck. So, so how would anyone ever get up to the 66000 Well, it would have to be employer contributions that make up the difference. Maybe your employer offers a special match. Maybe they do a profit-sharing contribution. But the combined total of you putting money into your 401k and your employer putting money in is $66,000 um, per year. This is so complicated. There's, there's If your plan allows... There's potentially three ways that you, as the employee, can contribute. Three potential ways. Pre-tax, Roth, or after-tax. And many plans do not allow for this after-tax. Mm -hmm. But if it does, if your plan does, 
the pre-tax and Roth contributions share that contribution limit of twenty two thousand five hundred mm-hmm. or thirty thousand if you're age fifty or older. Mm-hmm. But the well, then how much can you do after tax? Well, that's where you've got to look at that sixty six thousand number to say how much have you contributed, how much match are you getting, and then therefore how much extra after-tax contribution can you contribute to make sure you don't get above the 66000 So, So, well gosh, said. That, is, that is complicated. So then why? Why would you do it? And we're going to have a little cliffhanger here, but, but those are the circumstances that need to apply. Your 401k needs to allow it, and then you've got to have the cash flow to fund it up to that 66000 What do you do with that? We've got that and more coming up with the Wise Money, coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mega backdoor Roth IRA. How's it work? Is it appropriate for you? And and when would it not make sense? We're helping with that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen. Just search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it there. Follow us there and then rate the program as well. We appreciate it. Suggestion from fan of the show. Hey, talk about the uh, the, the benefits of after-tax contributions to a 401k. You mentioned also uh, you know, 401a or other retirement plans, but, but uh, retire, employer-sponsored plans that you're contributing to, what are the benefits of this? They call this the mega backdoor Roth IRA. And it, the, the reasoning we just shared, your contribution limits to the 401k if your plan allows for pre-tax, Roth, and after-tax contributions, well, can we just take? We're going to take a detour on this, but let me sure. let me explain just a second. Um, the the pre-tax and the Roth contributions share the twenty-two thousand five hundred limit or thirty thousand limit if you're age fifty or older. But in aggregate, between those two and your your after-tax contributions and company match. The total, total, total maximum is 66000 if you're younger than age 50, 73500 if you're over age 50. Okay, so that's, and that's where the mega backdoor comes in. We'll explain the maneuver here in a second. It's, it's because you can contribute a lot more after tax than what you could just to an IRA via a backdoor Roth. What's the difference, guys? If In your 401k, if your 401k allows for those three, What's the difference between the Roth contribution and the after-tax contribution? A, a huge difference, right? In fact, the after-tax contributions, even though not that many people can do it, it's been around for a long time. And it used to be that if you contributed money that's already been taxed into your 401k, that's great. That portion, it's already been taxed. It's not going to get taxed again when you pull it out in retirement to spend and to live off of. It's already been prepaid. You've you paid the tax on it. But what about the growth? The growth on those after-tax contributions are accumulating not tax-free, but tax-deferred, which means as the, as the growth accumulates, as it builds interest and dividends and it, it appreciates in value over time, there's an IOU to the government attached to those dollars. So someday when you live off of them in retirement, each dollar that you pull out in retirement then from that portion will be taxed. That's not how it works with the Roth IRA, though. Mm -hmm. And this is why the Roth is so magical. Yes, you already pay tax on the money that goes into a Roth. So those dollars will not be taxed again in the future when you you pull them out. But what about the growth? The growth on a Roth contribution 
grows tax-free. It yep. never gets taxed. Doesn't get taxed along the way. Doesn't get taxed when you pull it out. It completely avoids the tax man in its entirety. And that's what makes the Roth so much better than an after-tax contribution. That's right. So then why in the world are we even talking about this? And why such a fabulous name for this thing if it's not that great? Because if your plan, if your 401k plan, and guys, this is the punchline here. If your 401k plan allows for pre-tax contributions, Roth contributions, and after-tax contributions, and also allows for in-service withdrawals, meaning you're still working there and you can transfer money. If they allow all of those things, then you can contribute extra dollars above the 22,500 limit or 30,000 limit, extra dollars after tax, and then immediately, and by immediately, every six months or once a year or whatever your plan allows, transfer that after tax money where? Directly to a Roth IRA. It's not, you know, don't do not pass go, do not collect $200. No, it doesn't need to go to the IRA and then convert it to the Roth. It can go directly to the Roth. And when you think of how much money you can contribute after tax, mm -hmm. that's where this, this potential Roth quote unquote contribution can be mega, mega sized mm -hmm. in any one year because that's potentially uh, 15 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, depending on your match, that you can get into a Roth IRA if the stars align. Now, if you don't do it immediately, or you, there's, there's some growth on this after-tax money, you can't just take the after-tax money and convert it, or excuse me, and, and do that in-service withdrawal. You're going to pull the growth along with it, and therefore, you're on just the growth on those dollars. Your after-tax contribution will go directly to the Roth. The growth on those dollars will go to your IRA. And if you're also doing a backdoor Roth as well, then you're probably going to want to convert that growth as well. Hopefully, it's just a thousand bucks or a little bit, and therefore that Roth conversion doesn't the taxable portion of that conversion doesn't create a big uh, a big hurdle for you. But Gosh, this gets complicated. I was going to yeah, say, and, this and, sounds complicated, which is exactly why you need a guide. Well, I, I would, and I would try to simplify it a little bit and just think in terms of within, if my 401k is a bucket, within that bucket are mini buckets. So in that mini bucket, I put money, I put money pre-tax in my 401k and that money is growing tax deferred, but all that's going to be taxed. That's a bucket. Yep. I, I do I decide to do to split it and do some into the pre-tax, some into the Roth. All right. So some goes into the pre-tax bucket, some goes in the Roth bucket. My employer puts money in on my behalf as a match. That goes into the employer match bucket. And that's gonna get yeah, <laughs> there, there could you, be two buckets. You there. said you were going to simplify this. I know, no, no, no. Just, so, so just think, just think, and just think in terms of buckets. That's all. Just, just, and and it's not that complicated. And, I, and I'll tell you, this is the reason why. I mean, one of the things that we've been doing. We started our pooled employer plan at Corhorn Financial Group, the KFG Financial Freedom Fund, because there are so many business owners that we were serving that had questions about retirement plans. We have 40, I think it's now over 40 companies in that plan now. It's, yeah. It is amazing. Uh, if you haven't dusted off the 401k and looked at what 
what's possible, you should be talking uh, to your advisor. Yeah. Okay, so the mega backdoor Roth IRA, you would only do this if you were contributing the maximum amount pre-tax and Roth, pre-tax or Roth, because if this was your maneuver to get money into the Roth side of your retirement nest egg, but you weren't maxing it out, well, just contribute to the Roth side of your 401k. Directly. Just directly do that. Okay. So that's one hurdle for this to even, I mean, as cool as it sounds. And, and I bet over the holidays, you would love to tell people at your holiday parties, oh, well, are you doing the mega back to a Roth? No, I'm just kidding. But it (laughs) sounds so cool. I feel like some people are looking for a reason to do it. Well, you wouldn't do it if you weren't maxing it out. And you wouldn't do it if you then didn't have a lot of cash flow to contribute to, 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 to continue to contribute well above that. But then further, you wouldn't do it if your 401k plan didn't allow for after-tax contributions. And you may not do it if your plan didn't allow for in-service withdrawals. If your plan doesn't allow for those, that's not a deal breaker. You just got to know that you're going to have a lot of after-tax dollars growing, accumulating some taxable money with it. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, here's your warning. There are unscrupulous people out there that sell certain products that will call their product, in essence, a mega backdoor Roth IRA. Come on, I have not heard no. of this. Yeah, no, this is this is like you have to use their. So think of Roth. think of who who's a hammer and everyone looks like a nail, yeah. right? If I have a product, if if I'm representing a company that manufactures a product. I'm the solution to all your problems is likely life insurance, for example. Yeah, or an annuity or whatever. If you can't tell, that was sarcasm. That was not, that's not genuine. That's, yeah, some people believe that. No, no, no. No, no, this, it it is marketed. They they market life insurance as the mega backdoor Roth IRA. Really? Word. Oh, my goodness. Shoe baby. All right. So, big idea. You've got to be working with a certified financial planner to see if this even makes sense. And there's six areas to everyone's financial life. We're squarely talking about taxes, right? No, you've got to have the cash flow in your present financial position to do this. Or what if you receive some inheritance dollars and now you're going to goose up your retirement contributions and and reduce your, your take-home pay and live off of some of the inheritance because you're going to do this? I mean, it, it squarely fits right there. No, also the present financial position, also your retirement plan, also your estate plan. Uh, because if it, this was one of the points Brian made, this is could be a great way to create a windfall inheritance for kids that they don't have to pay tax on. So you need to be doing financial planning to consider this strategy. All right, more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. You know what? As well as bonus content in between, like during the commercial breaks here, we just leave the camera on and talking and uh, pretty sure Josh just offended an entire generation of youngsters. <laughs> no, just the three living in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it as well. Not only do you get you know all the all the talk shows, but lots of other content there as well. Well over a thousand videos, well over you know millions of downloads, and and uh, 
tens of thousands of subscribers. So go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, turn on notifications so you're aware every time we drop new content as well. Transitioning off of the Roth IRA and mega, so backdoor Roth IRA, mega backdoor Roth IRA suggestion and questions from clients. Going to jump over to the question bank as well. Got another one here from Davila. And, and the question is, most of my retirement savings, I got about a million bucks, it's pre-tax. Would you recommend that the last few working years I contribute to the Roth 401k instead of pre-tax? It's an intuitive question, isn't it? Like, um, that's quarter? I said yeah. like. Yeah. Um, you you get to retirement and the, the question is, what kind of mix of taxation will you be exposed to uh, with your retirement nest egg? Right now, all the money has never been taxed. It's going to be taxed someday. You're going to have requirements on this. There's less flexibility when it's all in one type of a retirement bucket. And so intuitively, a lot of people are, are going to say, you know, I, do I expand out? Do I also get some Roth contributions going? Maybe even some after-tax um, dollars that are, are outside of retirement in, entirely. Um, there's two ways to get that done. One is by making contributions, as you said, and you're just going to be limited by what can you afford to give up out of each paycheck along the way in those final years and have it go into a Roth instead of a traditional side of the 401k. But then you also have conversions as an, another option. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't have to limit yourself to just the new contributions going in. You could take some of the old dollars and consider flipping them over from the traditional side to the, the Roth side as well. But you've got you've to consider the tax ramifications before you pull the trigger on something like that. Okay. My brain goes in several directions here. The first one is multi-year tax projection. Because what tax bracket are you in right now? And what tax bracket are you likely to be in in the early years of retirement? And you might say, unknowable. I don't know what the tax rates are going to be. I don't know my financial situation. Well, through a planning approach, yes, yes, you can probably get close. Close enough to have the conviction and confidence on what you should do here. Because if you, let's say, if you've got a million bucks saved up in retirement, that assumes you're making decent money. Let's assume that you're in the 22% tax bracket right now. In, because you're later in your career and so on. So 22% tax bracket. And yet in retirement, if you look, well, my Social Security is going to be X. And in order to have a similar lifestyle, I'll need to supplement that Social Security with X amount of withdrawals. If you do that math and you're still in the 12% tax bracket, then I might not do Roth right now. I might wait and do Roth conversions in the 12% tax bracket early on in retirement. It's also possible, like Josh was saying, that you get to that first year of retirement or first couple of years of retirement, and there could be a strategy where you're living off of Social Security and supplementing that with excess savings that you have built up, and you're in the 0% tax bracket. That's when I would do the Roth conversion then, as opposed to contributing to the Roth right now. Right. And you think, so you, this is a show about financial planning, and we say work with a financial planner, make sure they're certified. So work with one of the 18 certified financial planners at Corhorn Financial Group or your certified financial planner. Make sure, though, because I just uh, I spent some time in Boston at the at a conference that Fidelity sponsored. And there were a number of people that were CFPs there. But as we talked, I realized they didn't know the six areas of financial planning. 
Like they don't, they got the credentials, they have the letters after their name, but they don't know it because this, this almost sounds like an investment uh, question. So that's one of the areas, right? It's, is this investment planning? Uh, kind of a little bit, but not really. It's really tax planning. Okay, well, who who helps you with your tax planning? You want to answer that question. But it's it's also, it, it ties into your protection planning area because it, there's nothing more fun than, than sitting down with some, some newer clients that are getting ready to retire and they're not yet 65, so they're trying to figure out how we're, how we're going to do this health insurance thing. And you say, well, if you can, if you, if there are ways to manipulate your income down, and they've got they've got meaningful savings in the bank that they can live on, but they also have a pile of Roth, either Roth IRA or Roth 401k money that they can live on. So if you can do that, then you can uh, get an Affordable Care Act plan, something from the exchange, whatever, very affordable and a very nice plan. Yeah. I thought where you're going, okay, because again, this question, there's just a lot, there's a lot to it. I thought you were also going to, well, you've got to consider your estate plan. Because while there's reasons, Davila, that you you may not want to do this, we love the idea of tax diversification. And so there, there could be just as many reasons to fund the Roth side of your 401k these final few years of retirement. Part of it could be, well, this million bucks that I've saved up, I'm probably I've done the retirement math. I've done that five-factor retirement plan. Probably not going to live on. I'm probably not going to spend all that in my career. Therefore, I'm still young when looking at my life expectancy. Unlikely that I'm going to spend through all this money. So let's just pay the taxes now, have the growth on all of those dollars from the Roth 401k contribution that you then roll over to a Roth IRA at retirement, grow tax-free, and then the kiddos will inherit that and they won't have to pay tax on it either. And so, yeah, that that could make that could make a ton of sense as well. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I think of, and then I, you know we can move on if there's no more inspiration. But if you're listening to this saying, I don't have a million bucks saved up for retirement, and you know what, I can't really relate to this question because I'm not I'm not a couple years away from retirement. Retirement's still a long way off. Put yourself in her shoes and think of why it may have why it may make more sense for you to contribute to the raw side of your 401k right now when you're young so that when you show up a couple years from retirement you've already got that tax diversification why because i'm assuming you may make more money later in your career than you will earlier in your career mm-hmm. because my first thought when i saw this question was oh, i wish i wish you'd have had this question or had a cfp in your life like sort of pushing you and asking these questions when you were younger, when you may not have been making as much. But at the end of your career, when you're making more, you're probably in a higher tax bracket and your CFP could be looking saying, I wish we could do Roth, but you know what? The math just doesn't work. Yeah. And if you're a one income household, if you're a one income household and you make say 60 grand or 70 grand, uh, you might pay no federal taxes. Mm Mm-hmm. If you got a couple kids at home, a wife and a couple kids at home, or a husband and a couple kids at home, however that works. So you, that's where you think, well, wait a minute. If I'm in a situation where I'm paying no taxes, then I shouldn't be creating a tax, a future tax liability by using the pre-tax 
bucket, if you will, in my 401k. Yep. Yep. I love the pep talk that you gave, though, Mike, especially to younger individuals, because um, Davila, for most of her career, there was no such thing as a Roth 401k. It may have been a wonderful blessing for her to have been using early on, as you were describing. And so, man, if... If you watch older generations and see what is it that catches their eye or that they recognize as having so much value or benefit or that things they wish they had been able to use when they were younger, take that as a lesson for yourself and let that grow your own conviction in utilizing these tools early on. Get started in your own 401k so that when you get out there to retirement, it's more than a million bucks that you've got. And what if most of the tax was already paid on it by the time you got there? Final consideration here, and this weaves together the the topic from earlier, and that is, well, what if right now you're contributing pre-tax and you're maxing out that contribution? Well, what if above and beyond that, you have the cash flow to contribute after tax to that 401k and those dollars go into the Roth side and you build that tax diversification while still getting the deduction right now? That's where you got to work with your CFP. Consider all options. Pick the wise choice, which is the one that brings synergy to all six areas of your financial life. All right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. What do the kids say these days? They don't say word. I, I wanted to say it, but I don't know. Bet. Bet? How do you know that? Jerry so. So uh, Kuiper Kuiper will say that too, but there's another one too. That I think that's even so. What do the old, hey? So what do the old people say? Word. No, that's not funny, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're least expecting it, expect it, Lindsay. Uh, no. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA/SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.